Victoria. Oh, oh you're, you're on mute, Mika. That's me. That's mute, Mika. <laughs> oh, we're at the table. Let's do that again. Let's put the same down. She was like, <laughs> oh, and by the way, you want to just introduce yourself? When we introduce you, you could, you know, give a little, you know, I don't know, background about yourself when we introduce you. I mean, that's fine. Okay. Okay, cool. Hi, everyone. My name is Christian, a.k.a. Gigi. I'm Victoria. Oh. And this is Mika. <laughs> and this <laughs> is A Word at the, the Table. <laughs> and we have a very special guest. Oh, uh, we have Andrea. Um, I am a we are a huge fan of your podcast. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. That's always such a, a hard thing to do, right? So you, you don't say much about yourself like other people would. So my name is Andrea. I live in Miami, Florida. Um, I do operate a podcast. I'm, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a preacher. Um, I'm just a lover of Christ. I love God. It, and, <laughs> and that that that's it. Amen. I remember um uh you have this one line that it was like um if you don't deal with the pain of your past that pain's gonna deal with you. When you don't deal with your hurt, your pain will begin to deal with you. I was like, now this this is a woman. She is like the this like part of like like our tribe, I guess. Like, oh yeah. Like, I love the way that you incorporate um, faith, uh, therapy, and just like wellness together. And your voice is so soothing. Like, just, I love. On it. top of all of that, well, thank, oh, well, thank you, thank you. And what's the name of your podcast? Is Say that again. The name of your podcast. Um, it's My Turtle Doves Asylum. Nice. Available oh, yeah. on Spotify and Anchor. <laughs> yeah, I love how you call it. I, I, when you start the podcast, you, you have a name for us. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Turtle. Oh, Hi, my right. turtle doves. <laughs> and it had that 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 opening has its own story in itself. Mm. But yeah. Happy belated birthday, guys! Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And you know, I I got a gift today. I got a gift today. I thought that it was over. You know. But I got a gift today, and it was it was so awesome. It was so awesome. I think that it was a shirt. The shirt said, "This woman has been through enough fires that should have took her out, but God, or, or something of that sort." And I was like, "Girl, you 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 put your heart in this gift." <laughs> it was nice. Yeah. It was so nice. It's it was awesome. always nice to take another trip around the sun. Yeah, it's a blessing. So I do have an icebreaker. Oh. Um, I, I don't know if it goes into the topic. No, that's perfect. But um, the icebreaker is, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> Me? No, I, in general, anyone can answer. Oh, I was like, come on now. <laughs> like, I'll tell you, but why you had to... I'll tell you, but why you had to do me like that? I for me like usually just the busyness of like life even like the next day I'll be thinking about things I gotta do so I would say that but eventually I fall asleep I go to bed <laughs> weirdly enough I feel like I'm like slightly narcoleptic like it doesn't <laughs> when it when it when it's bedtime when it's bedtime Vicky 
Like when people be like, "Oh, I was so stressed, I couldn't sleep." I, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> I, don't, I can't no, identify no. with that. <laughs> yeah, no. Vicky has slept through like concerts, comedy shows. Yeah. Like, oh, that, now that, that's me. When I go to sleep, I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Knocked out, knocked out. Yeah. Even when like, like in college, people would be like, "Oh, I'm gonna pull up all nighter." Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, I I tried to pull an all nighter. <laughs> Didn't quite work out. <laughs> well, I, I, my answer is not is um. That's why I was like, why you got to do me like that? You know. So, um, a few years ago, I used to have real bad issues with sleeping. It used to give me headaches. And you know, mm-hmm. in the Bible, there's a scripture that talks about how He will give you rest. And this was me challenging him. God, you said, and I told him, and, uh, and that's what I told because he told me, bring me into remembrance of our work. God, you said that you would give me rest. Oh, come to me who are heavy laden. And I went to him and I said, I don't want another sleepless night. And so after that, like I, I, I got the drop seats. I'll go to sleep. Like I'll just be sitting here, not, not in the middle of conversation or nothing like that. But if nobody's speaking to me or maybe I'm disassociated with whatever's going on in the room. I'm going to sleep, but I'm going to wake up maybe three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and that's when, that's usually when God's like, come talk to me. And I'm like, you can't yeah, wait, you can, you can't wait like till seven hour. o'clock. <laughs> you can't yeah. wait till seven o'clock. I can't. And then it's like, you can't go back to sleep. And it's just so the, um, and then I'm a dreamer. I dream a lot. So I always like to wake up and write it down. You know, maybe this is one that'll manifest in two months, you know, and, and usually they do, but that's that's the thing that keeps me up at night. Usually, my 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 dad, my papa daddy, <laughs> and papa daddy is you know Abba Father God. He's the one who usually like keep and he's like yeah come come talk to me real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's Anything for you, Mika? The babies. My, ba- <laughs> my, my babies. <laughs> All right, now that's what it is. In this season, it's the babies. Um. But before, I, I never really had trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. Um, during pregnancy this past year, I, ha- I had a lot of, like, just thoughts of being anxious about what's to come. That mm-hmm. kept me up. So, but I think, like, my normal is, thankfully, by the grace of God, I don't have trouble sleeping or falling asleep or staying asleep. Oh, God, <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play about my rest. Well, I think it's because like I do rest so much that if some something happens to my rest, I'll be, I'll just be like, why? We're gonna we're gonna dub you Sleeping Beauty. That's what we that's what we we're gonna dub you Sleeping Beauty because I got I got I got to get my rest. That's <laughs> same, same. that's what I heard coming from you just now. <laughs> I know that verse too. I was like, I love that verse. I think it's like Matthew eleven twenty nine. It's like I will give me rest. Mm, that no. you won't get me to tell you specifically where it is. I can quote it like the back of my <laughs> hand. Because <laughs> you were like, Lord, I, you say, look, what? look, because I, I I was exhausted. I think I was going on like my fifth night, sir. I'm not even. I'm not, you know, sometimes you have sleep is nice because you're stressed out or some, you know, some people, some people have sleep is nice because they're stressed out or worried or anxious about what's going to happen the next day. 
And it was none of that. I, I just can't, go, God, I can't go to sleep. I need you to help me. You, and that's usually how I, um, not, not like, um, not like you said, kind of challenging him. But you said, like, Daddy, you promised, <laughs> you know, that, and that's usually how I approach him. I don't approach him as, you know, God. I, I know that that's who he is. But when I talk to him, I say, I call him Dad. That's, 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 that's exactly how I talk. And I was like, Daddy, you promised. And after that, he said, well, since you said, since you, look, you, you, you reminded me, okay, go to sleep. <laughs> so, now it's just like... I really do think God loves when you do speak the word mm. back to him, too. So he's like, oh, like, you know the promises and you have faith in me. Like, you know, so I definitely think that that's key. Like, especially even if like with us, like if I speak something back to you that you told me, you know that I was listening. Mm. You know that I was yes, coherent. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. believing what you had to say. Yeah. So. This is the same God that says that the heaven and earth will fast fall away before one ounce of my word drop to the ground so that's why he said just bring not that he don't remember he remember he want to know if you know right tell me what tell me what you know <laughs> you know so it's not even bring me in remembrance because i forgot bring me in remembrance because i promised you but let me know if you know the promise yeah so that that's that that's awesome mm -hmm. so we we broke the ice <laughs> <laughs> one um one other question a little icebreaker question so would you rather be self-employed or have a high-paying job quick question like you know do your own thing but you you, you gotta struggle not let's not say struggle but you have to like Stress. use your own wiles or you just pick up like a high you know i would say for me it depends on what makes me happy in that moment like, if, if, if I found fulfillment in being self-employed, then I'll be self-employed. I found fulfillment of having, you know, healthcare. And all that stuff. But you can have that self-employed, too. But if I found fulfillment in a job, then God was using me wherever he wanted me to be at, then yeah. I think it just depends on my situation. Okay. Yeah. I would rather be self-employed. Um, and the reason that I would rather be self-employed is because of the opportunities that you can provide. And it's just something about... I, it's not a it's not a a thrill for me, but it's just something about being down to your last fifty cent. Like God, I don't know how you gonna do this. <laughs> and then he come through at like midnight, you know, late in the midnight hour. So I I would rather be um I would prefer to be self employed. There's a lot of ideas that I have. There's one idea that I have, and I and and this idea incorporates so many different things. But I feel like it's necessary. And I wouldn't mind struggling just to get that done because at the end of the day, we're we just passing through. We're not here forever, right? Mm -hmm. And and we're we're trying to get back home. We're we're on our way back home, and on that journey, we help people. And I believe that if I can establish this thing, I believe I can help a bunch of people, and not just on my own. It wouldn't be on my own strength because I don't accredit nothing to me. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. You know, and I'm 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 okay with saying that, but I would I would if if I can be self-employed, that and not just I want to be the boss. No, I want to provide opportunities. I want I want to. Um, you also have to be disciplined to be self-employed. Mm. You know, can you can you manage your hours, manage good money? You know that type of stuff. Mm. 
manage yourself. So you just, you just touched on the answer that I was exactly going to give. So I would prefer to be self-employed in the long run. But right now, I know that I lack the discipline. Mm -hmm. And also in this season in my life, I could not be self-employed. So I would rather be employed securely. Uh, however secure an earthly job can be um and you know get paid money but like i yeah i think what the uncertain self-employed with good partners <laughs> a little bit more stability you know because sometimes it takes a village <laughs> so what if, what if you just had you know some good partners that's yeah. You know, that's facts right there. <laughs> like I said, I think the lack of discipline on my part is when, where I need to work mm-hmm. and what I'm currently working on. But I, I recognize that, and I would not, I would not trip myself up and be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do this thing," but I know I'm not. I'm gonna fail because the discipline is not there yet. Honestly, to- honesty. Right, accountability, personal accountability. That's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Hmm. I used to want to like for the longest time, like just uh, live life and then like clock in, clock out. That's it. Like, but the the more I'm like prioritizing like my mental health and like Mm -hmm. what I like want out of life, I'm just like. All right, I think I just need to be not my own boss, but like, like I decided to go from um, salary to commission to, from one of my jobs. Mm-hmm. That was a huge decision for me. So it, I think I'm just I, I definitely don't like the idea of having a manager breathing down my neck because you stressing me out. You stress. You making me stressed out for no reason. <laughs> like. I can't, I can't, like, so I think I'm just, like, like, kind of veering towards more self-employed, just because it's, like, I don't like the idea of managers breathing down my neck, mm. that sense, you know. Yeah. Which ties into to your answer that if you had a good, stable job, you know, if, if you, if it's a good environment, and you can you can handle it mentally then this is this is a good place for me you know i'm getting benefits and i got paid holidays and i got retirement <laughs> you know that type of stuff um, i work for the state so the 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 retirement system that they have i was like yeah i like this this is cool <laughs> you know how many <laughs> so that 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 has it has its benefits too you know having a a stable job that's nice, <laughs> but again, at the, at, the like, the, at the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the last experience. Yeah, no, it, it, it really it depends. Yeah, it's just like also, I, oh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, Victoria, maybe it's because what that's what you've seen modeled too by your parents. So maybe, yeah, so, yeah. Like you, you have that like. You've seen it happen, so for you, it's like real. I could do this. The entrepreneurship. Somebody. Who My parents have like um, they own their own business. They okay. work together, and then now they're kind of like retiring to their own church. Okay. So it's like, what if they do? They do together, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess like 
you know, taking over their business and then like doing insurance, like commission. Like, I, I guess that's like, you know, me doing my own thing. But again, I really feel like the catalyst was the mental health thing. Like I, I just cannot take on stress of other people. And then they, they sit and they clock in me all day. Where am I doing? Like, and it, sometimes um, I just like want to like, take a breather, maybe pray with my friends or something. I can't do that if I'm in the white man's office. Literally cannot do that if I'm in the white man's office. Like, the white man's office. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a good segue into our topic because, you know, mental health triggers. Mm -hmm. I I know I said, like, the the outline, but, you know, just kind of make it loose and talk about like what we want to talk about especially because we were like talking about like in-depth gems before (laughs) (laughs) now we weren't reporting but whatever (laughs) so um i figured that we would start um i was i mentioned it to mika right or was it victoria about (laughs) the actual definition of the word um because we use word and and they have songs out there that, that, that talks about being triggered. And it seems like that's something that people want to rest in being mm-hmm. triggered. Why, why would you want to rest into something that's putting, so there's, I don't know if you guys ever heard of flight or fight mode. Yeah. Um, and, then, like, and you just, and, and you, your body don't know what it wants to do. And when you're triggered, you actually put yourself in fight or flight mode you don't know whether you should fight or run you know and um i don't think that being triggered is cute and that's just to be honest and cared about it so um i and and you it makes you wonder do you know what you're saying do you know the words that you're professing over your life do you know um you, what you're identifying as do you know what you're speaking over yourself you know so I, I thought that um, if we could just start with the definition and um, I said, you know, I know when I'm getting old, you, you know, you're getting old when you got a favorite dictionary. And my, <laughs> my favorite dictionary is Merriam-Webster. So so we all know I'm not co-signing it, but I, I do like the Webster dictionary because it gives you like um, goes in depth of, of what the, the, the definition of the word is. So if I can just read the definition that I have here. Um, it says that triggered is to cause an intense and usually negative emotional reaction in someone. So you walking around talking about, I got negative emotions. I'm triggered. <laughs> That's why there's nothing cute about that. Um, and I, I, I do believe that the whole thing idea of recognizing the trigger and the fact that you're triggered is to find healthy coping mechanisms and soothing in ways so that that trigger does not control your life because you can be so triggered that you can't even stay in the room anymore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i need I like, to go ahead especially like younger people well, you know most people people that like to use that buzzword mm-hmm. they'll just say it and like kind of like announce like oh i'm like this i'm triggered like, this is triggering me yeah, so you're not, but any you okay? So you learned the word, but you didn't learn any coping mechanisms. Like mm-hmm. you just want everybody to know you're upset. Okay, yep. all right. You use the example. What if yelling triggers you? And now every time someone yells, you can't be there anymore. You know, that means you're not going to be able to be anywhere where there's yelling. And sometimes yelling is part of life. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And you, you can't make the world mold to you. Like, okay, you're triggered by yelling, and that's it could be absolutely valid. Like, mm-hmm. I don't love when people, you know, yell up in my, uh, in my face. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're just going to fold under that. Like, mm-hmm. in my in my... In my eyes, I always feel like like a trigger is like a test. I remember I was telling you that about mm-hmm. that before. Right. So I'm going to constantly fail that test, girl. Like, you're just always going to be like, oh. Yeah. Like, it's just always going to have power over you. Like, Right. You shouldn't stay in that triggered right? state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's good that you recognize that at least. But. It's not a goal. It's not. It's right. not. Um, that's, that's all. It's, it's not cute. And and we, we it, it, they you learn a word. You you learn this word like toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, no. in, in Spanish, I, I was riding um, home from church this um, this afternoon, and the the guy had a sticker. It was in Spanish, and it says, "This driver is married, and he doesn't really want to talk much." And then it said, "Sign la toxica," which is the toxic the toxic woman. Wow, that's, that's, that's so my, cute. That's, that's so cute. That's you know like what. Okay, <laughs> you know nothing is nothing. <clears throat> and I, I did share with you, and I will share that um, I have I ha- and I'm not going to say had. I'm going to say have. I have quite a few triggers, and this is a transparent because I'm transparent, Tracy. That's what I call myself sometimes. Um, I have quite a few triggers, right? Because I've you know whatever been through a lot, but that's neither here nor there. But one thing about being triggered is that you physically can feel that you're being triggered, which means that you 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 know you can you can have different things that it makes you anxious, it makes your stomach hurt, um, you start sweating, it makes you feel like you're gonna pass out, and it literally like makes you feel like you want to run, you you want to run, and nobody's chasing you. So imagine having this physical reaction, and you just announce it, and you just sit in it, you rest in all in. in all of these things, right? Which you said, if you don't deal with it, it'll start to deal with you. So what happens is, is that it manifests into physical sickness because your heart starts racing and now your heart is working harder than it should. It's not supposed to, your heart's not supposed to work that hard and then it starts causing acid reflux and it starts causing um, gastro. It, it, can, it, can, it can harm you physically um, to be triggered 100% of the time. So what are you going to do to assist? And one of the things that I shared is that um, I have to tell myself, I have to ask myself first, are you in imminent danger? Is there something, is, is this something that's happening or something you think is going to happen or something that happened? Mm. You know, are you living in the present, the past or the future? Mm. You know, because most of the time that you're anxious or triggered is because of you feel like the, this feels like something that happened back then, you know. Someone says something to me. They're talking to me normal. They're telling me that I made a mistake. However, what you did was just triggered back then when I used to get in trouble and they yelled at me or they beat me or I got punished. Or I'm afraid that you're going to beat me or punish me. So you're not even living in the right now because right now you're safe, you know. So I have to tell myself that I'm safe. This is not... Um, something that's going to harm me this is actually a coaching moment you know and and those are some of the things that you do so that you can mentally assert that I'm okay right now I'm triggered because of this I've identified the trigger 
Now I'm telling myself that I'm okay. And then if you are in imminent danger, right, that's where you just remove yourself from the situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this guy's yelling at me. He looked like he's about to hit me. Now you, this is where you go into flight mode, you know. <laughs> you, now it's time to go into flight, run, you know. <clears throat> so that, it's not cute. <laughs> but you already identified like, two extra steps that happen to like regular people like you can identify oh when I'm triggered I don't like this you know I feel nauseous mm -hmm. I feel sick this that and the third but when you actually identify what triggered you mm -hmm. like you know how can you either remove yourself from the situation two extra steps right there that like <laughs> <laughs> that can really alleviate a situation. Yeah. 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 And it is. Go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead. Um, I, I feel like I've been talking too much. Go <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say that um, I think it could be a combination of different things sometimes because it could be someone actually like hurting you, you know, but then it could also be very layered where you're taking it to the extreme uh, you're 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 pitting this person and attaching it to your dad who said something to you when you were it's when you were like eight, yeah. or or you're attaching it to something your mom said when she when you were like a kid, mm -hmm. and it's like you gotta learn how to separate the two. Like it could be someone doing something that did trigger you, that did hurt your feelings, but mm -hmm. don't attach it to all of your pain mm -hmm. from your past. Like don't let all of your pain time travel to you to, you, yeah. to the present. So I think like it could be. At either or and it just recognize what it is like, like you were saying just being aware of what exactly is going on and what you should do in the process yeah like i said i hear god all the time saying sis this ain't that <laughs> literally just like this ain't that you she mm. th this ain't that this is what was said you need to chew on so um hyper reactivity <laughs> is when you react but extreme no you know, no. So these are all things. And I and I think like I always say, I thank God because I have the opportunity to work through these emotions and the things that I've been through, um, which I share. I share. I don't mind sharing. I share it a lot. But some people don't have that opportunity, you know, because you're so full. For, but, but that if you don't deal with it, it'll deal with you. So mean, meaning that you have to take that time, just like you'll go to the gynecologist or the neurologist or the, you know, you go to these different people. I believe that once, because if, if you get diagnosed with something today, you know, they try to keep you in good spirits because if your, your, your mind goes, then you, you following right behind it. So um, hyper reactivity is when you just react to something, you go from like zero to a thousand real quick. You are overly angry, overly happy, overly sad. And it's just like for no reason, you know, not, not saying that you don't, you're not angry for a valid reason because, you know, let's face it, we get angry. Things make us angry. Things make us sad, but, um, it shouldn't be so extreme that it just takes over your whole body. So you, you have to, um, have a conversation like just how we're having a conversation like you can talk to but you, you can't just have a conversation with just anybody you have to talk to somebody um we don't know everything everybody doesn't know everything even therapists and psychologists don't know everything but when you start to open your mouth and share the person that you're talking to 
may be able to identify, yeah, that's not, that's, that's not, um, that's not a normal reaction. You know, that's not how you should respond to that. You know, this person was just trying to share this with you and you're responding to that. And now let's identify why you responded that way. When this, so I'll give you an example. Um, when I first started therapy, I was under the black people don't do that. You ain't crazy. You know, um, <laughs> you ain't crazy. It's nothing wrong with you. You just need Jesus. So that was it. You just need Jesus. Now, I'm not going, hey, you're right. Thank you for giving me that piece of advice. But, you know, so when I first, the first session, she said something to me and I was like, this is stupid. And before, and I don't talk to people like that. But before I know it, it had came out my mouth. And she said, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and <clears throat> the way you know, that she, the, was she, your first therapist, was she black or? No, I have not oh. had a, I have not had a black therapist. And the first time that I was, the first time that I have a, had a conversation with a African-American person, it was for medicinal purposes, for psychotherapy medication to help manage um, anxiety, which I'm not on any anxiety medication, but I had thought about doing it. And she was so mean. She she was so mean. I couldn't understand, you know. And I think, and I said, did I offend you because I said something about God? Because I, what I told her was that I'm I'm trusting in God to help me manage my emotions. You know, He told me that He has not given me the spirit of fear, but of what I'm power, love, and a sound mind. So God, I need that sound mind. You told me I already got. You know, and and that's what I said to her. And she said, you know, we're not here to talk about your trauma, right? I was like, and you know it. It was a look on her face and she said, and then, so what she did was that she validated the fact that she was annoyed. She said, um, because I said, what's wrong with you? You all right? You know, and because maybe she didn't have a good day, maybe, you know, and what she did was that she validated the fact that she did have an attitude, that she was aggravated. And then she invalidated the fact that I was able to sense it and I felt uncomfortable because you're my provider by saying you know, therapists have issues too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, but, and, and so, no, all of my therapists have been um, Caucasian. And I, always, I I said I wanted someone who, I, that was one of my prefer- preferences. I want someone who looks like me that can identify with me, you know, mm-hmm. because, I mean, let's face it. I, there was a story about how the lady, um, the, the nurse called the psych um, doctor because the, the African-American patient was beating herself in the head and her wig was itching. You know, <laughs> they put the lady on suicide watch because she was beating on herself. The black lady was like, no, she has a weave. She, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody get this... Right? Somebody um, get this lady a rat tail comb, please. You know, that's that's, that's all she needs. She don't need, you know? So, um, she said... Wait, you, were saying, you were saying something before, though. Yeah, that's what I was going to get back to. She, oh, okay. um, she, she, she said, um, and I was like, stupid. And she said, she, her response was, mm-hmm, okay. You know, just... She was like, come on, just give it to me. <laughs> and and then I said, um, eventually I said, this ain't going to work. It's not working. She said, when was the first time you felt that something didn't work? 
And I was like, when I was 11 years old. And she was like, what was that? And I said, I had spent my life trying to make the adults around me notice me. And I said that I was ironing clothes and I was waking up five o'clock in the morning and making breakfast and I was cleaning and I was doing everything I possibly could working and, you know, going over here to file papers and get paid so I can do this and do that. And they didn't pay attention to me. And And so before I know it, she had identified something and all she did was ask me a question. Wow. So it is to to open open up and share, but you don't want to share with someone who, like I said, we don't all know everything, you know. But you're sharing with someone. You need to ask God. We we ask God for discernment. God, let me know if I should open up to this person. He always leads you to the right person who's been where you are, or who's going through what you're going through, or has the knowledge that you need. So sometimes it's just asking a simple question. You know, you you walk in a room and you're frustrated. And a person just asks you, how's your day? You know? And that simple how's your day and the wait for a response. Because, you know, we say, how are you? And we just yeah. keep walking. And yeah. a person can be like, today was a bad day. And all you heard was, I'm okay. <laughs> That's not what they said. So, you know, just a simple, um, how was how was your morning before you, you know, you left your house this morning? And now they've identified why you're frustrated. So there's ways to identify, but it don't always feel good. Mm-hmm. I must admit. That self-awareness can At be all. boring. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about themselves. You know, everybody's very self-righteous. Yeah. You know, we think we're the ones like, you know, like, what? Me? I'm not me. Like, even, um, actually, my pastor today was talking about, um, well, actually, no, it was, a, it, was a, it was another sermon. Sorry, not my pastor. But he, uh, a pastor, <laughs> was talking about um, David and how, you know, how David had killed Bethsaida's man. Mm. Well, I'm sorry, Bathsheba's man. Mm. And, like, remember the, um, like, a, a prophet had to come talk to him and was like, oh, you know, he told, he told like, a parable. The man had a goat. <laughs> Yeah. The, the oh, one the guy man, had a like, lot of goats, and this man like, only had one. So he said, who, "Who is this man? He should be put to death." The man is you, David. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, don't kill me. I'm t- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uriah. Uriah. He. He. Um. It was Uriah. That was the husband's name. Yeah, mm-hmm. I killed a lot. Uriah, he was just you know, I love, I love me some King David. Yeah, so that just shows like how much God wants you to talk to Him mm-hmm. and wants you to have that relationship with Him because then He could work with you. If you just out here talking, Mom, just perfect, He's not gonna be able to work with you and work through you. So it's not that He don't know; He just wants you to come tell Him. Yeah, it's really it's kind of like. How many times in the Bible God asks us like like questions to make us self aware? Like He knows the answers. Mm-hmm. Like like I want you to come to yeah. like that realization. The darkness. Yeah. Like who at? Yeah. But do come, you know where you at? Come talk. Come talk to me. Yeah. Come tell me all about it. <laughs> What's wrong, baby? Exactly. And he's yeah. just that gentle too. The way you said it, like calming and gentle. He's like mm-hmm. that. He's like so gentle and talking to you and coming to you so yeah, yeah it's not all there it's talking and self-awareness mm. 
therapy. That's all. Yeah. yeah. That's all it is. I recommend therapy for everybody. Um, I I would have you say, oh, he cheated on me, and you're not gonna leave, but you're gonna stay there and try to make him miserable, and in turn you're miserable because he's living his regular life. You know, he's on the assumption that you forgave him. He might do it again. So when it's all said and done is you need to make, I always say that in, in, in any relationship, even if it's not boyfriend and girlfriend, it can be friend, it can be mother, daughter, you make sure that you're okay. And, and what I mean by make sure that you're okay is you need to identify your triggers, identify ways to, because we, we self-soothe but we do it the wrong way. Um, Self-soothing, eating, um, watching the wrong shows, being around the wrong people, doing the wrong drug, drinking. We we find ways to self-soothe and it's okay because what your body did was try to create a way to defend itself, right? It's okay because you did those things when you did not know that there's a such thing as healthy coping mechanisms and healthy soothing. You did what you knew best. So, you know, forgive yourself for partaking in the unhealthy things but it's you have to make sure that you're okay if everything was to leave you right now and the only thing that you was left with was you do you like you are you okay with you you know who, who and 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 i all and and um it's not it's i'm on a journey that's that like i'm i am on a journey i have bad days um and I don't, I call them bad days. They say, don't call it a bad day. You just not know it's a bad day. Today's a bad day. When I woke up this morning, I woke up at 3.30 and I told myself, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not going to church. I, like, and you know, that was my, my sentiment. And God was like, come on, come talk to me because you're tripping. And you know, you, you hear, he, he talks to all of us the way we need to hear it. We, we all need to hear it a different way. Like, you know, I don't know how, um, so the stereotype of New Yorkers, um, and I'm going to use it right now, so forgive me. The stereotype is, yo, son, you know what I mean? Like, if God needs to, if God needs to come down and say, yo, son, you, you mad bugging or whatever it is, you know, if he has to say that to you, you would hear that. And it's like, oh, yo, I'm, yo, I'm bugging, yo. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he talks to you how you need to be spoken to. So it's make sure that you are okay and 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 you can do sim and mind you he's always he this rooster's never outside my house he's never outside my house he he was out there this morning when i was doing my podcast so he's in my podcast he's in my podcast multiple times and now he's in yours Wow. You have been, you have been, you have been Cuban christened. <laughs> or maybe he was like, yeah, that's so. <laughs> that, that was, that, that was the, con- I concur. You know, that was God speaking through the animal. <laughs> that, so somebody understand rooster. He was speaking to them just now. That's what that was. But he talks to us how we need to be spoken to. Um, In the back of my brain, I hear algorithm. So. I think that shift to that, the social media and yes. the algorithm. Of yes, <laughs> yes, the And it's like that. in the back of my brain, all I can hear is algorithm. So maybe this is a, <laughs> and I don't even know why that's in my brain. So maybe that's a good. Um, but like switch. I, I remember um, I put that like 
because our social media is like kind of a time feed of what you want to see, right? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be at least. It's supposed to, like they're supposed to figure out what you want to see, what you like. They told us it. They told us it was. <laughs> But the studies shown that's what they that say. the more you use it, the more screen time, the more like you know depressed you can be, and this, that, and the other. So I just kind of wanted to like have everybody's opinion. Like, why do you think what we want to see can be a trigger? Like, what? what why do you think like stuff? Because okay, things things that pop up on my timeline besides um, like look Christian memes or stuff like that is like you know um, um, group projects like Pinterest projects. I always love seeing black women get their hair done. I don't know why. It's just like like a good braiding video is so relaxing to me. I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> but like, it's just supposed to be um, curated stuff that I you know. Like, I, I I look at, I'm supposed to see, I don't use it that much, but why do you think those topics can lead to people being sad and depressed? Just, you know, our opinions. I'll wait. Because <laughs> I'd be talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can, I mean, I don't know why it, can be depressing but I know for me I had to step away from social media this year like I think I I uninstalled um Instagram for like maybe a good 10 months or so um and I only got back on because I I unbraided my hair and I needed to find my hairstylist that I forgot her phone like oh let me get back on Instagram um so but yeah I, I found myself um, happier and uh, like I wasted less time when I like without when I have Instagram on my phone I'll just I'll unlock my phone and I'll say oh I'm going to I don't know grocery shop but I'll somehow end up on Instagram and after a few minutes of being on there something will just make me like it'll trigger different emotions and and then, like, I'll I'll realize, okay, this is not where I'm supposed to be. So then I'll go back and do, like, I'll try to remember, well, why did I unlock my phone? So I don't know why it brings down that depression or it brings on depression or depressive thoughts, perhaps. But I think, like, I've noticed that, you know, people also don't really present their real selves on social media. So that could be part of it. So if you're comparing yourself to others, you may see their highs, but you don't see their whole holistic life or holistic view on what they're going through. So you may be comparing yourself to their highs. So I don't know. For me, I see real people. So for me, like I, I and it, my timeline is mo- mostly people that used to be in my life and I no longer have a connection with them except on this platform. And I'm reminded of them when I open it up. And I'm like, not that I don't care about them, but it's like you're so far removed from my life and my mind. Now I'm seeing this and I don't really need it. Mm. So, but that's just me. On on your point about like, you know, you said you were going to go shopping and then you just ended up on Instagram. 
I think that could be a part of it because of the fact that like it's so mindless. Mm-hmm. Like it's just go. scrolling. Scroll and it's so mindless that you don't even realize like what's coming in. Mm-hmm. You don't even realize mm-hmm. it until what like you're what you're in. taking in. Yeah. And then like at night you like so sad all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, I think it's just because it's mindless scrolling. You don't even realize it. Like like um I think there was this article I read and there's another book that I read, Digital Minimal Minimalism oh, or whatever. It's, it's really good. It's just like if you are feeling anxious or lazy or just all around a little unhappy, reduce screen time. They be like, mm-hmm. don't even worry about why, just reduce your screen time, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like I always notice, I'm like, why oh, yeah, are anxious? Mm-hmm. So, but when I tell you what I look at is it's I feel like it's harmless. Like it's not like I I, I, I don't even follow celebrities. Like like I don't follow anybody who doesn't follow me. So everybody I follow, I know you. Mm-hmm. I know you. And either I know you or you are a small enough account that it's like, you know, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Like like so I I don't follow anything that would make me sad, yet me being off the platforms make me happier. It makes no sense to me. I don't understand, but whatever. You know, so, like two two points. Mm. One is um I've never created a TikTok. I don't plan to ever create one. People send me videos to watch. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> the, but the only reason that I say that is not, you know, I'm like I said, I'm not, you know, I'm not better. I'm a, I'm a work in progress, so on and so forth, right? We go back to Bible. Bible says that you need to guard your ear gates and your eye gates. Mm-hmm. Guarding your ear gates and your eye gates mean you need to watch what you digest because a simple seed turns into a tree, and before you know it, you have all of this stuff going on in your brain. You don't know why you saying "pig" even <laughs> in the middle of like you and 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 so um there 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 was a point where. Like, I don't have Facebook. I have Instagram. The reason that I only have Instagram is because it's just videos and pictures. And if I don't want to listen to it, I don't have to. Um, if I don't want to if, if I don't want to see it, I can just keep scrolling on Facebook. They made statuses and there was like sneak dissing and a lot of stuff that was going on. So um, the, the, the first point that I wanted to make was TikTok. China are the creators from what I understand. Yeah. And if you look at a Chinese TikTok, you know, they have things about doctors and lawyers and different hacks on how to be a better human being in life. And they they control the algorithm of what the people in China see on TikTok. Here, you get to see all type of stuff. You get to see... That's not, good, that's not a good example. But you get to see things that are mindless mind mindless you right you you get to see different things and different trends and there was a pass out trend i think i heard about everything right or or the nyquil chicken and these are all yeah. things that yeah. these are mindless things once again that keep you distracted mm-hmm. you're distracted from your purpose you're distracted from being intentional in life you have to be intentional about what you do so I call it a social media fast. Um, I'll just delete the log out, delete the whole social media. And once you do that, you realize how many times you pick up your phone to go on social media, but you don't have the app no more. And and I realized, oh, I just picked up my phone 10 times in the last 
five seconds, you know, to go on social media. And it's just, I don't, um, regarding like the depression, nobody, like you said, and the, the people who do, it's just weird to me that just sit on social media and cry in their car. Like, and, and it, it's, is it a cry for attention or a cry for help? And if you're crying for help, put the camera down and call somebody. <laughs> you know, stop, stop that. You know, because now what you have is 100,000 people that's commenting on your post and how you feel good because you got the attention. Yeah, that you need. it's a cycle. It's a cycle. You have the yeah. attention that you need, the adrenaline, the rush that you feel. Somebody told you you was pretty. They liked your picture. You know, they liked your status. Somebody commented, oh, let me check how many comments I have. So, people have started to associate real life with the likes and things of nature that you get. So we, it, it, life has gone from me showing up to your house to check on you, to me going to your Facebook page. And because I see you posted a picture of you smiling, you are right. Mm -hmm. wow. I, I said that a picture is worth a thousand words, but rarely does it speak the truth. So when 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 um she said that she um deleted her social media, sometimes you have to step back because you you start living life with other people, un unbeknownst to you. You don't like I said, being aware of how something made you feel. You scroll past something and um and and I'm and I'm sorry, Miss Meek, I'm gonna pick on you a little bit. Because you said that they're the furthest from your mind, but it makes you feel some type of way to see it. Yeah, I mean, that's Not that's that's what I realized. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, like, I think I, I just uploaded Instagram again mm -hmm. or downloaded it, whatever. Um, Either way, it's on I, your phone. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't. Like, I could go a whole week and not open Instagram. Mm -hmm. Before, like you said, within five seconds, like, I'd find myself picking my phone up ten times. Take so, down. I up. think removing myself from it um, and, like, focusing on my reality mm -hmm. helped me just not even be bothered by it anymore. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that became a thing for me. Like, why am I seeing these people that are not in my life? Mm-hmm post about mundane things like what I had for breakfast or I'm jogging down this street. Like, I, like I, I, for me, it was like, I don't need to know that. And it made me just, it made me either feel um, like unhappy or just like, I don't care about you type of thoughts, which I don't like having about people, mm -hmm. if that <laughs> makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, it just made me feel like I'm a careless person for human beings and it makes me feel bad about myself so one thing that um i learned and it, look um um what i i told my therapist i said over the years that i've been in therapy i use what i've learned on people all the time so when i heard you say that i just wanted to to touch on that and what she told me was um which she helped me identify that once you become once you have a relationship with somebody where you had conversations for multiple days at a time and this person like is a part of your life, they don't have to be there every day, but you talk to them and you share things with them and you go back and forth and all of a sudden that relationship is over. It's basically a mourning. Not that that person died, but you lost something. And she said that you can mourn a relationship with someone who's still alive. 
And she she told me, because um, I, I, I would try to avoid it. I don't want to think about the person. I don't want to see the person because when I do, I remember how we used to be so close. And I, and, and, I, and, and I remember what you did. I forgive you because I was told that I should. It hurt a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, it still hurt a little bit. So what she said is that I started, I had to start to deal with it. I had to start to, um, once I can look at this person and not feel any type of way, then not that I'm 100% healed, but it, I've accepted it. I've processed what happened. I've accepted fault in my part of what happened. You know, because you have to accept your part in a in a failed relationship. You you wasn't just innocent the whole time. You, and I'm not I'm not talking about you particular. You know what I mean? Don't don't think I'm talking about you particularly. But that's that's another thing. So we 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 had so I had this girl look we I don't mind telling my business. <laughs> look, I, I I was um <clears throat> I was with this guy, we was together for so many years. I actually ended up being pregnant from him, but he cheated on me with this girl. And this girl was like we called each other sister, you know. I defended her, I hung out with her, and people talked about her. And I was like, hey, don't talk about her like that. And, you know, they did whatever they did. And she requested me, and I I, I accepted the request. <clears throat> me and this guy, we broke up. Um, you know, we never broke up because he was cheating on me again. He wasn't my husband, which I was like, I was out of order. So that was my part that I took. I was out of order because I was operating out of the will of God. I was tripping. So I had to accept my part in the failed relationship. Right. So I'm not angry with him to this day. We're best friends, you know, <clears throat> but she requested me. I accepted it. And then she inboxed me and I was like, why is this girl talking to me? <laughs> Like, why is she, you know, and, and I had to realize that I had not forgiven her and I was still angry with her. So I had two choices. Choice number one, remove her. Choice number two, reconcile and get over it. So what I did was, is that I said to myself, God, I need you to deal with that pain that I still have because I'm still hurt because she was supposed to be my sister, you know, and. But I got to remove her. I can't just be staring at her. She just can't be talking yeah, to me. You know? totally and that was just, that was that. So when it comes to the algorithm, um, guard your ear gates, your eye gates, watch how you are processing what you're looking at. And what I had to, what I had to do was, and I guess you can control your algorithm and what I did, I just deleted everything and everybody that was not conducive That's to what was, I, what I'm, I'm walking this way. And you said this, and I didn't like that. So you gotta go click, <laughs> you know. And then Instagram has this thing where it says, "Do you want this person to be removed from following you as well?" We won't let them know. And I was like, "Yes, actually, thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for not telling on me, you know." And, <laughs> so I'm I'm, unfo I'm unfollowing and removing all day long. So I I do I so I guess that's a that's a yes and a no. Certain platforms. Certain, sorry, hold on. And on the point that she said about, like, um, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words, and like, um, people just consider that picture of you smiling as you're good. Like, it's true. Like, a lot of people replace actual real relationships mm -hmm. and things that, you know, God calls us into community. God wants us to have that type of um, real relationship with people talking and everything like that. People yeah. really replace that with mm -hmm. social media, and it's, 
really sad. It's really sad that it's gotten to that point. And I think that's what also leads to the loneliness and the depression. Yeah. Because I think people replace a real relationship with liking something or sharing mm-hmm. something. And it's like, that's not a real relationship. That's not a real community. Like, you might have a community online, but that's not a real type of... Um, yeah, where, where there's, like, accountability, where there's prayer, like, you mm-hmm. know, and even just hearing somebody pray for you can sometimes definitely for you. Like, different things that we could only experience in person and, you know, with actual real friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people that on social media. It's and a fix to a... It's a temporary... This it, it's a microwave fix to, to so. No, I'm not gonna do that. So it's a it's a. You, you, know, you know no no I'm not doing it I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Um, <clears throat> one of the things with depression is feeling like nobody's there, nobody cares. Um, one of the things with depression is feeling lonely, but you can also um, you can seclude yourself in voluntarily without realizing that you've done it. A lot of times we have conversations with people without them being there. Well, if that makes that? we have conversations with people without them being there so, I, one of the one of the things that I struggle with is calling someone and saying I need you because today is not a good day. So what I do is is I think about how they would respond, and then I tell and then I tell myself um, they're only going to show up because I said I was in a bad place. But I want them to show up because they want to, not because I need them. You don't get to choose how a person shows up for you. You don't get to choose when they show up. You don't get to choose the fact that they showed up because you say you don't get to choose or have a conversation with someone that's not there. <laughs> you, you, you understand what I mean? So <clears throat> one of the things with depression is um, just feeling like nobody cares, nobody hears you, nobody sees you. When you go on social media and you add a filter, I'm the filter queen. I love filters. Be like that sometimes. You add a filter. You smile like everything's okay. You post it, and now what you have is a quick fix to that loneliness that you feel. You have not start to deal with the thing that's inside of you that's bothering you. You have not given yourself a long-term fix. You gave yourself a popcorn fix. You want this microwave fix right now. You didn't put it in the oven and let it bake, you know. So what you did was is you posted this picture. You got these hundred likes and you feel good about yourself. And then what happens is, is that when the likes start to die down, your emotions start to die down again. And now you need to post your next picture to get your next fix. That's what it's a it's a it's a it's a consistent um, it's a consistent struggle. It's a consistent cycle of let me post this picture or let me get validation. I have this person on my timeline who rags on women about how women um, aren't what they used to be and nobody's good, you know. And just imagine you ragging on women and then you get a woman that approaches you that that comes to not heal you but assist you with the process and show you not all women ain't the same, but you're not consistent. You're not consistent. You don't know how to have that conversation that she's trying to have with you because all you know is as women. So... Now the question is, is that were you posting that just to get attention from multiple women? 
And that when they give you that attention that you need and they give you that fix of a bunch of women trying to make sure that you know all oh, women ain't the same, you, you go on this same cycle. So with, 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 with social media and depression and different things of that nature, it's just a, it's just a cycle. It's just a, some, some people don't, you, you, one, one thing with depression is that it makes you not want to go outside. You don't want to go outside and face the real world, so you get to create this persona you get to be whoever you want to be online. I can be 120 pounds. I can have long hair down my back with blue eyes if I want to on social media. But in real life, I have to show up as who I am. So it brings you back to when you take away all that stuff, are you okay with you? You need to make sure that you're okay when you remove everything. What you going to do when the internet crash and we ain't got no social media for a day? You going to jump? <laughs> but you, you know, so it's... it's <clears throat> At, at the end of the day, that that's that, you know, and, and depression is a very, um, it's a sensitive topic. It's a sensitive subject. Um, sometimes trying to uncover trauma makes you feel like you're going through the trauma all over again. Sometimes, you know, talking about the molestation or, you know, the different things, it can make you feel like it's happening all over, over again. And one thing about therapy is that you have to keep going back and you have to, you know, you have to keep working on it. You have to, and, and um, I'm, I'm working on something about processing through the process how you how you process through your process really makes a big difference you know when you're going through a traumatic situation the majority of the time you have self um self-defecating thoughts you thinking that you're worthless you thinking that you deserve it you internalize I'm, they did this to me because i deserved it or i'm not good enough and those are the things that we have to heal, not the trauma, because the trauma was real, the trauma was wrong. But how did you go through that trauma, and what things did you take from that that you holding on to? You you nursing it, you babying it. You don't want nobody to touch that. You know, just just leave me over here with my with my self hatred. Um, I can love you, but let me hate me. You know, <laughs> I can show up for you and be consistent and loyal to you. Let me help you with your doctor's appointment, but I haven't been to the doctor in two years. That part. You know what I mean? So it 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 is it's it's a it's a it's a it's a touchy subject when you start talking about depression, but I believe that that's another reason why we can absent mind because you can click on one reel and be gone. You gone for hours. <laughs> Literally. Like not like it plays on the mindlessness of, you know, what you're going through and it, it makes you not have to be self-aware mm -hmm. right like you don't have to like deal with what you're going through there you, you can go. you can like you know be in that part and there not deal with what you have to deal with mm -hmm. like in digital minimalism he was talking about the point of social media like mm -hmm. like if you have an account on any platform what is your point of having like an Instagram, a TikTok, da, da da da? If you don't define your point, you're just gonna be scrolling. You, you and that thumb are just gonna waste like hours and hours. He's like, but if you know you're on Facebook for family, or if you know you're on Instagram for your business, or this, that, and the third, you can allot time to accomplish that goal. And that's it. It's not taking up all of your free time and making you feel depressed because you know like insert reason here like it's mm -hmm. it's not it, it's it's like 
feeling all of them all of the time that you can be like thinking about yourself being self-aware like you know being intentional about how you being intentional exactly. about how you show up in the world and, and, it's, exactly. and it's it's a I said, God, you want me to ask them to do that? <laughs> you want me, you, because most of the time your, your purpose, your, whatever you struggle with the most is what normally your purpose is. Ooh. When, 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 when you say, say, um, you have an issue with being on time, you know, and that's something that you want to work on. You are struggling on it. You can't tell somebody how to be on time if you have not struggled with being on time. You can't tell somebody how hard it is to come back from a loss if you have not suffered a loss. So I'm not saying... So you know how um, you, you, you want somebody to talk to you about something that's been through something close to what, you, what, what you're going through. You want somebody to be able to minister you to you like Miss Mika with, <clears throat> with the, the, the babies and that type of stuff. You can't... I can't minister to a first-time mom because I don't have children. I don't have living children right now. So it's like you, you, whatever it is that you're struggling with, you have to be able to bless somebody with that. I believe that we, we, I, we say, I say, there's this thing I say, we're the blueprint to someone else's survival. So once we, once we sit and we realize, okay, listen, I've been on social media for five hours. Let me detach. Once you detach, now you got to look that stuff in the face. Whatever it was that you just tried to disassociate from you, it's time to look at it. And then once you look at it, you go through it. You go through it. You deal with it. You it, it don't feel good. I, I can't stress that enough. It don't feel good. But one thing about it is that with God in your side, he left us a comforter. And it ain't nothing like it. It ain't nothing like the comforter. Because if, if I tell y'all... <laughs> it is nothing like the comforter. And that's something that I, I just wanted to put out there. Um... So that people can understand that once you once you diso- disassociate, once you realize that I've been on social media for too long and all these people look so happy, the, the comparison can can kill any yeah. dream. Mm-hmm. Can kill any dream. I'm almost forty years <coughs> old and I don't have no children. I can look at someone who's twenty three with six kids. Hmm. I look at this young lady every day. But if I had compared myself to her, I could have been like, I'm almost for who God gonna give me a baby when I'm Sarah's age. I'm not trying to be Sarah. I don't want a baby when I'm 99. I, I ain't on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So comparison could have killed my hope. Comparison is a hope killer, a dream stiller. So once you finally realize that you're comparing yourself and you in this social media, you, you it to detach. To fast for these things come by fasting and praying. We lose the bands of wickedness and undo heavy burdens. We do that. That's what we do when we fast. So I'm gonna not go on social media for an hour. See how I feel when I don't do that. You find out that you got an hour. You <laughs> you don't go on there for an hour. You got an hour. You just traded in social media for an hour. So what I'm gonna do in this hour? I'm gonna go pick up and read a book. You know, I'm gonna go write. I'm going to go clean up this bathroom or go clean the closet that I haven't cleaned out in the last two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you find that you, 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 you're present. You're more intentional in that hour. Mm-hmm. Just, that, that's, that basically starts your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, before we end anything, anybody else have anything to say? Any extra thoughts? 
I will say that, like, um, you know, when you were just talking about, like, processing your process, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's beautiful also, too, when you look back at whatever stage you're at to see how God is, like, really molding mm-hmm. your story. Mm-hmm. That, that's a definitely a beautiful thing, too, when you see how God really works everything for the good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really does. And, um, you know, you could still be in your process, whatever stage, but there's some growth there, yeah. you know? You could always look back and be like, yeah, I wasn't there two years ago. Mm-hmm. And you see the purpose of pain, too. Like, Andrea mm-hmm. says, like, what you're dealing with can mm-hmm. be a blessing for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not yeah. where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, what, we, that's what we say all the time. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? You know? So, you write about that. You look, oh, I almost died. Mm. <laughs> what child? Uh, <laughs> I love those moments of reflection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as they're good moments. You know, not, not good moments like perfect, but you reflect, reflect in a way that, God, I thank you. Because <laughs> it could have been. It should have been. Right. It, it might have been, but thank you because it wasn't. <laughs> Right, and those triggers don't trigger you as much anymore. Mm. You know, they mm-hmm. mean still. Oh, sorry, somebody was calling my mom. <laughs> what was that giggle? <laughs> my mommy, because it comes up, it comes up, mama. So I was like, <laughs> but um, but yeah, you could um, even even with the triggers, you could see like, oh, you know, I don't react the same. Mm-hmm. My yeah. feelings don't can't just you know take mm-hmm. over me like that mm-hmm. anymore. Right. Exactly. So, just wanted to um, leave the 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 verse that I wanted to leave with is uh, Philippians four verse eight. You know, taking inventory of our thoughts and you know, like what we take in. Like, don't focus on um, what the enemy wants you to focus on. Like, like, like all the bad thoughts. Take take notice on like what's what's good. Noble. Think on things on, that are true. Think on all things that. that are good and noble. Yeah, I was trying to figure out, like, I was trying to figure out what the scripture is. What are you saying? And that's, yeah, think on things that it tells you what to think on. Think on things that are true, good, noble. It tells you what to ponder on. So as soon as you get that thought, uh uh. No. Exactly. And you're more Maybe like, like uh, intentional about what you ruminate and think, and like, um, um, yeah. Uh, let your mind go to, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you're more self-aware with that. I don't know. That's like my, my word for today. <laughs> your, thoughts, <laughs> your thoughts come, but you choose which ones you entertain. Mm-hmm. So right. that, that's, that's what Miss Vicky was trying to say. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, like you said, like it all starts in the, the battle starts in your mind, right? Yeah. So that's a good. Um, mind. that was a good word. Yeah. You just gave you just gave a word, girl. That's, just, that's what you did. You just you gave a word. Look, and I just I just wanted to leave y'all. Look, you you tried to slide. You should try to slide that one in there. <laughs> you just came and gave a word. Watch watch how you thinking. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for talking with us. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the the opportunity to talk too much on y'all on Girl, your plat- <laughs> Look to talk too much on your platform. I appreciate yeah. it. Don't diminish what you came because, here and provided to us. Because like, I almost like, talked y'all ear off prior to the. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, it was gems off right. The podcast. <laughs> So many. I was like, no, that's cool. No, no. But I appreciate <laughs> y'all. So we're going to support her. 
I appreciate y'all blessing me with the opportunity. No, we should definitely, you know, do part two with something else. Yes, at like some we, point. We were talking about church hurt, and that's mm-hmm. a whole other. Mm-hmm. We can uh, definitely talk about that. Yeah, so, a whole in itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, if there's nothing else, thank you, Andrea. And this is a word at the, the table. table. One thing we forgot to do, guys, how to reach Andrea's podcast yeah. and on social media and on. Oh, okay. Oh, because we did say it in the beginning, but we didn't say your IG. So, yeah. Instagram. Um, my Instagram is. Uh... I think it's like, <laughs> my tur- it's like my turtle, though. Right? About Miss, Miss, media. Because I changed it. It's miss.turtle.dove. Okay. And there's a link to my podcast on my page, but it's also available My Turtle Doves Asylum on Anchor and Spotify. Gotcha. All right, y'all. Check it out. I kind of do want to leave. Like, I don't think we need to vilify social media, right? Because we we met you off social media. Like, Like, there are obviously good portions of it. I think, like, when you go there mindlessly mm-hmm. and like take up most of your day that's where like the enemy starts planting seeds of like yeah you ain't doing mm-hmm. enough in your life and mm-hmm. look at these people on happy people on vacation mm-hmm. like, it'll even come to you like you're not even as christian as as the christian followers you follow girl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> women's conference like <laughs> so yeah it does it does have its it, it does have its good parts we're not we're not we're not vilifying yeah you know you can find community find your girl home girls find your tribe all that and i'm right. not i'm not vilifying tiktok or nothing like that but i'm just saying the <laughs> <Look. laughs> ease up on the ease up on the challenges <laughs> Night cool chickens, please. <laughs> once, once you see that, that ain't nothing but the devil. You need yeah. to get off that TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrea. So, thanks again for speaking to us. All right, thank you. It was great, and I hope that we can talk again oh, off, yeah. Yeah. off camera and you know. All right, you guys have a good night. All right, bye. bye. I can send. <laughs> yeah, he was nursing this whole podcast. Like, wow. he's so heavy now. We <laughs> just burped. Wow. So yeah. All right, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.